Welcome to the Power Up Podcast. What's up, what's up, guys? Back for another episode 24, Kobe. Kobe episode. Woo! What's up? I feel good about this, actually. That made me feel a little bit more hyped about Now it. that you know it's a Kobe episode? Yeah. The Jordan nice. episode was cool. We split it up, because you know how he split his career up? Yep. Now we in the Kobe episode, we're going to ball out the whole time. Cause nice. Black nice. Mamba. Yeah, and we got a special episode for you right now. We're going to do a first time ever on the Pour Up Podcast. We're going to do a live review. So we're going to be talking about the Gorillaz album that just dropped. We're going to review the album as we listen to it. Right now, we are on the first track. What's the name, Mike? The first track is called, sir, see that stall? It's called Ascension, featuring Vince Staples. Yep. The sky's falling, baby, drop that ass for it crash. The sky's falling, baby, drop that ass for it crash. The sky's falling, baby, drop that ass for it crash. The sky's falling, baby, drop that ass for it crash. The roof is on fire. She went like Barbara Streisand. Police everywhere. It's like a nigga killed a white man. I just want to find a baby mama for tonight. And so don't be coming around Vince on that better end. Killing it, man. I like Vince Staples. Yeah. No, I like Vince Staples, too. You know what the one thing about Vince Staples is... I'm listening to the bars. As it's going to be kind of complicated. <laughs> yeah, so it. <laughs> it, The one thing about Vince Staples is... Have you ever listened to him talk? Like an interview? Yeah, he's very articulate. So intelligent. Yeah. You would not think... His voice in, in hip-hop sounds so much different than his talking voice to me. It almost seems like two different people. Yeah, it seems like yeah. two different people. And I know, I know what Steve, if he was sitting here, would have thought I was going to go with that. So you're saying he sounds white? In the, oh, but in the, you know what? We didn't even address that fact. Yes. Let's take a little quick step back. Um, normally, Steve's here. He's not here today. He's under the weather. I don't know what he caught, but get well, bro. Yeah, get well. He might have had what I had the other day when I had the shivers the while we were doing... Camelitis? That, dude, that, sh- that shit got me. I got bit by a camel. <laughs> I got sick. It happens. Steve was on vacation, too. You think he got bit by a camel? Maybe he did. Where'd oh, he go? Man. I don't know. <laughs> Orlando, I think. Orlando. <laughs> Mostly went to Arabian Nights. Okay. Oh, the, the dinner show? <laughs> yeah, the dinner show. You know what No. Never. I, I've seen flyers for it. I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to go. Matt. They I don't might, know. They I would tell you. To put you to work in there. Oh man, do you know what's funny, man? I, I went back home as we're listening to this. This is what happens when we're doing a live review. We're gonna go off on tangents. I went back home, and people were talking to me about me traveling internationally. And you know how many people ask me if I get stopped at random searches and stuff like that? Like so many, so many people ask like me that question. That would happen to you if yes. it happens to us here. Why would it happen to you there? I do want to reference that I clearly look Hispanic. I do not let now listen. Just to be, us? yeah, I don't know, man. Do we fuck with you? That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arab one. <laughs> so I'll have to say this. I have to give this track. I like this. I like this track yeah. a lot. It uh, reminds me of old gorillas, like the beat, the flow, like the the momentum in the song. Very upbeat. Very dance in the club with some small kind of kind of vibes on that first track. Yeah, and Vince Staples rides the beat very well with the same energy. Yeah. So dope track right off rip. Name of the album, uh, Gorillaz, is called Humans with a Z. If you know anything about Gorillaz, they do the Z thing. I yeah. But, uh, and they do the things where they're cartoons, but... Yeah, the, the album cover is actually animated. Fucking each one of them in an animated... Like, Has it, have they ever done anything where you see the Gorillaz? Like, you've I actually seen them? I was just about to bring this up. They're actually about to do an animated, like, series. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they just got clear. I think it's going to be on... I want to say Adult Swim, but I could be wrong. 
but they definitely got green lit for their own like series is gonna include obviously music and some kind of plot mm-hmm. uh comedic plot mm-hmm. i don't know i'm looking forward to it all right so we're now on track two name of the track strobe light featuring peven everett Lantern strains Are we just too far To be as one again Are we obsidian Is this how it is Dude this thing flows This is a little R&B right now This is kind of mm. This is This, this is kind of a groove the, um... This sounds like something That could either be Like in uh, like a dance club, yeah, or could be like at a really a fancy dinner spot, yeah. like a lounge. Like, where's my sushi, sir? This reminds me of the casino scene in Sonic. Where you, <laughs> you know, you gotta bust up the casino, Dr. Robot in the casino. <laughs> it's real chill, man. It's like a like a nice little electronic <laughs> funk type vibe. Speaking, everybody been kind of killing that funk type vibe. Yeah, um, Bino must put them on. Gambino yeah, definitely did. Uh, or or you know actual funk bands for like <laughs> or, or the real funk bands from the seventies. Your Rick James is in and uh, all of those. Type I feel of like bands. any true old head. Like if we would if we would have just rolled with that, where Gambino put you on a funk, they would have absolutely lost their mind. Absolutely, they would have lost super their mind. Face. But Monty Jones would have written the show and been like, "You dumb, ignorant." Yeah. <laughs> like, just, I, I would like Bill Monty to tweet us or something. That'd be oh, that funny. It'd be dope. I like this a lot. It's super chill. This is their. This is. I mean, I understand that this probably isn't live instrument. This is probably like one of the most live sounding instruments yeah. songs I remember. Yeah, it has like a little bongo vibe to it, a little electric piano, background singer. I feel like I'm in a jazz bar. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. This is flowing. So, what's, what else is going on in the world, man? We've been going for a whole week. Oh, you mentioned the animated series that Gorilla's doing. Your boy mm-hmm. Donald Glover is popping off with a animated series of him of his own. Yes. And tell us a little bit about that. FX greenlit him for Deadpool animated so, series. So is he gonna like play in it, or is he just kind of like producing it? They're letting him do it because I know in Atlanta, no one really knew. Like they just knew Donald Glover is the face of this show. We didn't really know. Like actually watching the trailer weeks beforehand, we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It was just him walking down the street. Yeah. So we didn't really know it, what the show was going. While everybody else was in reverse, by the way, <laughs> if you don't remember that mm. that promo. Um, no, there's not a whole lot of details other than he was greenlit for it, and it's going to be on FX, FXX. So Atlanta's on FX, this is going to be on FXX. Which is where they put their comedy stuff, yeah, which yeah. is like... Yeah, they try to split it up. Yeah. Other than uh, Always Sunny, like, most of the FXX is mm-hmm. like, Ar- Archer, The League. The League was there for a minute, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm excited about it. Deadpool's funny, Marvel comic, I mean, more expansion from Marvel into mm-hmm. TV world. Uh, Donald Glover writing it... I- I would imagine fits, too. the comedy's going to be there. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what role he would play in. Yeah, it. it's one. It one hundred percent fits though. Like yeah. with 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 the the network that FX tries to be with like pushing the edge. Uh-huh. Like they didn't go HBO because they you know because Fox owns it whatever. They can't go that. But far, but, yeah. but like being able to push the episode like push the edge a little bit because you know like FX allows you to get away with a little bit more than mm-hmm. like putting it on certain networks. Where would I like that a lot? Also, he got casted for. Simba or Simba oh, yes. in the new Lanky. I think yeah, this is really cool because I saw the the, the, the Jungle Lanky. Book. The Jungle Book live action was dope as hell. I'm interested because they're doing Aladdin, Little Mermaid, <laughs> and Lion King. How the hell? Lion King is the only one that doesn't actually have humans in it, so it's gonna be mainly CGI, which is 
like I understand live action, so they'll use. I think how live action works, they use real animals, but they use CGI on real animals too. Is I, that how it works? I don't I know. I don't know how they did it, but in Jungle Book, there was all animals except for Mowgli. So however they did that, they'll just do it again. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But they had to CGI their mouth. So that, I think yeah, the, yeah. I think the whole animal might have been CGI. I'm not mad either. I have a feeling someone's going to make fun of us like crazy if we say that it wasn't CGI because they're going to be like, oh, so they had a panther lay down next to a child and just had to talk to him. Yeah, and, and the panther sounds exactly like Idris Elba. It's crazy. Gragira. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Um, they've been killing the live actions. I'm ashamed to say that I saw Beauty and the Beast and it was cool. Oh, yeah, they did Beauty and the Beast, my It bad. was cool. It was, it was cool. I saw Beauty and the Beast. I thought it was really good. It was cool. I didn't want to see it, but I was made to. Um, <laughs> you know how that goes. You know what? I feel like things like that... You need to go, because, I mean, that's a movie from our childhood. You kind of want to, and you got a kid, so you kind of want to check it out. To, but I have a like, boy kid. I never was really into Beauty and the Beast. I wasn't really, I mean. I was super hyped for Jungle Book. I, I know I watched it. I had girl cousins, and yeah. they were all older than me, so I watched whatever they like whatever they told me I had I to watch. I could see that. I could see I was, I had girl cousins, but they weren't really into that kind of mess. Um, not to say I never saw Beauty and the Beast. I just wasn't hyped about it, but I saw it, and it was cool. Uh, my favorite part was uh, I'm not saying you need to go in and char- character I'm just saying no, no, it's no. not it's not like a bad thing to have gone and seen it it's not like you went and saw Magic Mike I, truth is I went in in character I, I'm ashamed <laughs> you, you put on a wig everything yeah, bro, you, I, no I wasn't like Colonial Mike I was the I was the kid um, the kid that was with the soldier guy okay what's his name Gustafsson or something like that yeah Gus- it was like Gustav Gustav, Gustav. Gustav. Like that. I don't know. that dude was actually the best part of that movie um he, he actually is Josh Gad. Yeah, Josh Gad actually is the, the best part in a lot of movies that Josh he's Gatt's in. He, he's pretty funny. He just did the voice for uh, what what cartoon was that? He was he was solely the voice. Wherever. Hold on. <laughs> you, what like track that? are we on right now? Because that just, that just changed the vibe of this whole thing. Just that changed. Pour up sound. Uh, track three, Saturn's bars, featuring Pop Kaan. All my life. Me ever have my gun, so me have to move sharp like me knife All my life Me pray say when me get wealthy, I'm a army wife All my life This, this thing forced me to be a... Got an island vibe to it. We got a also something that's going on right now. Caribbean vibe. What's up? Also, like the 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 Caribbean vibe. Kind yeah. of, that's, we've been seeing that with like Drake. We've been seeing oh. it with a bunch of artists. I, I don't mean to just put put like drake on is the only person that's done it the most egregious but a lot of people are doing do you think it's egregious do you think he has no i not no no claim because actually if you think about toronto and the toronto as a series they have one of the largest carib fests in the in the world large caribbean large caribbean population but is he caribbean no he's jewish and white or Jewish and black. I'm about to say, if he's Jewish and white, he would be completely different. <laughs> Super white. Then he can, there's certain vocabulary words he is using in his rap that I don't think are necessarily appropriate anymore. No, no, he's Jewish and black. His father's black, his mother's white. I don't remember which one was Jewish, but I want to say the white one. Hmm. Okay. Take a while to So, I remember one time I got super, super baked. Super baked. And I was messing with so my friend Drew. Okay. And I, we were listening to Fetty Wap and Drake. Hmm. And I just messing with him and i told him that this was the new reggae this is what a re- reggae had evolved into and i, I nearly got thrown a dart yeah. thrown at me I, I think real reggae heads will kick Drake absolutely kill me whatever country he's in yeah it's a it's a reggae blend it's like um it's not reggae it's not, of course it's not reggaeton it's a it's a blend mm-hmm. that's the best way i can call it where you use some of the verbiage and you use some of the the instrumentation but it still has like a real heavy hip-hop vibe okay and everybody's doing it. I mean, Rihanna had a huge hit with it. She mm-hmm. is from the islands. 
Nicki Minaj uses it frequently. Yeah. Uh, she is She's... also from the islands. Uh, Drake, who lives in the majority island area, I can understand why he uh, uses those influences to kind of pander to his listening audience. Who else does it? Tory Lanez. Yeah. Um, some everybody's kind of getting into it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, a- and it's not a bad thing. It's actually kind of good. I, I was telling you guys beforehand that, like, whenever I got, whenever I was in Spain, the one thing I really admired is, I mean, while we might be the country of immigrants, and mm-hmm. you know, we try to be the people that promote multiculturalism more than anywhere, I saw true multiculturalism in Spain, and and it shown through the types of music they played to the types of people that were in the clubs, the type of the people that were, you know, about the the amount of languages you heard walking around. Yeah, and I think it's kind of cool to see it in music where people are kind of dabbling with multiple genres of music inside of the same album speaking of what's the new we just popped on a new track oh yeah uh track i don't even know what number we on now but this track's called moments clocks on the wall talk to watches on the wrist it's the moments. we relive it's the moments like this when it's time to get ill we be so ahead of time it's the moment we achieve best believe it's the moments. By, uh, still the gorillas featuring yeah. De La Soul, this though. is more of the gorillas that i would know i have to say like we're, since we are reviewing the album going on right now mm-hmm. this there's been two tracks so far in four that we're listening to that sound like true blue gorillas like if you were listening to them yeah like from what you know like i guess on the radio or from listening to them for the last 10 years that they've been producing music or longer this sounds like the gorillas this, this, this like this beat is rioting. You're you're like both of us like without knowing it, our heads started bobbing. We're like we're, we're moving to it. That and the Vince Staples track. The key to the gorillas I found is to imagine you're watching some kind of anime or video game. Okay. And that's the vibe that they create. And you don't have to like either of those to like their music. Mm-hmm. But I happen to like both, and I love their music. Yeah. Because of the. They are playing around with a bunch of different genres because they went from jazz, they went to mm-hmm. a little bit of like yeah. island reggae. They went, and then the, this started out with like what sounded like a Nintendo video game. Yeah, and now yeah, they're. This whole thing sounds very. Yeah. It like, you know, like the beat they're doing right now. Yeah. Sounds mm-hmm. like like a like like Asian like kind of like you said like yeah. um anime like, like kind anime of beat almost like a child's K-pop uh, like a child yeah like yeah. a child's child's tv show in japan mm-hmm. like almost like that movie serenity where they're like trying to hypnotize that person to yeah. like convent like unlock the the craziness in someone it's kind of like <laughs> hypnotic in a way it's like so simplistic it drives you crazy you go crazy up in here i'll kick that ass for the record but uh <laughs> if you get hypnotized and you go crazy mm-hmm. are you looking at me like i'm crazy huh. so if you happen to go crazy up in here I'll kick listen i went crazy one time and you and steve both got froze stone cold whenever i popped out of that sleep when y'all scared me in new orleans oh man you was about to when i had my out of body experience i slept did i slap your phone out of your hand or steve's phone out of your hand oh I, dude steve had the quickness like you know steve is on social media when he knew how to jump one like jump 180 degrees like out like in the opposite direction of he that, that he is lay down in a bed and his hand not 
like lose steadiness. Yeah, no, he He's like a cam. damn steady cam. He jumped and did not lose <laughs> the angle, nor did the camera shake in his jump. Like the, so, it stayed completely. So for steady. those who wasn't in New Orleans with a shot to New Orleans, that, that was a very fucking fun crazy trip. trip. Um, if I had to do New Orleans number two, going to Cozumel. I I want to talk about that, but uh, yeah, bachelor party in Cozumel that's coming up. But uh, in New Orleans, JM happened to go back to our room. We all roomed up, me, JM, and Steve. Um, poor podcast room and JM happened to go back to the room first and he was like asleep like pass out on the couch with his food or whatever so me and Steve in my lap food in my lap (laughs) we got the brilliant idea to scare this boy and we acted like me and Steve been doing this for years we've been doing the the fire scream like oh my god fire we've been doing that for years to people it's always funny and then it's not your reaction was the most like oh my god like scared reaction uh, apparently JM has night terrors and we never knew or something like that and we fucking scared the shit out of this boy he jumped up smacks my phone out my hand and he looked like he was about to like you know how you go on a fight or flight well we were blocking him in the room unintentionally so he looked like he was just about to fight his way out what, whatever that dream was about you know what makes like, me more mad about that it wasn't that you scared me was that I spilled the chicken shack everywhere oh yeah you wasted all I had that, finished yeah. all the yeah. chicken shack but I had the fries and the biscuit left and yeah. if anyone has ever been to New Orleans and you've been on Bourbon Street mm-hmm. If you have hit the chicken shack, you understand the importance of that biscuit. That five dollar, or this might be like eight bucks, but Mm. it might be eight bucks. But it's it's, around five dollars with tax. Okay, five. So three chicken strips, fries, and a biscuit with syrup over the top. Mm. When you lose the fries, my my favorite food in the world. For anyone that listens to podcasts and wants to send me their own my lifetime supply of fries, you can go ahead and do it. Because I got high blood pressure. Preferably five guys. I don't care about Mike's high blood pressure. Unsalted. But anyway, yeah, you waste all your fucking fries everywhere in our room. But the laugh, we still got it on video. I would, if this is actually if soon we want to be on a video podcast. Whenever we make it, there, we get we, a thousand we, listens on a podcast. We'll post it on the website. <laughs> the, the, the theatrical version that's, of that's JM's number. If I just get two mentions, <laughs> and it can be online or in person, if I get two people to say I want to see the video, I got y'all. But yeah, a thousand listens would be dope. We could, the theatrical version might have been funnier. Yeah, it was like a movie trailer or something. Yeah. Anyway, Steve did that on his phone while we were still in New Orleans. Like that's <laughs> out of his world. He still was able to do that. He good with the slander. But uh, so far, how you feeling about the album? We're halfway. I through. like it. I like it. I'll tell you this, man. Hold on. Let's listen to this. It's a uh, this track's called "Submission" featuring Danny Brown and uh, Okay Kalila. Yeah, Kalila, whoever that is. I'll tell you this, man. The variety is keeping me locked in. Yeah. Like, the one thing we've been talking about a lot with our last few album reviews is you've been going on the theme of the album. Because we're doing it like this, we it would probably take a little while to get the theme from it. But I'll tell you this, man. They are they are jumping around from different music genres. Uh-huh. The mix of the other artists that are being featured on it, it keeps you captivated. It's, it's, an like it's not, it, it doesn't, like the thing that we said about the Drake album was that it kind of got monotonous after song maybe 13 or 14. Yeah. This is keeping you like 
locked in. I might. I'm noticing the difference, and it just kind of keeps you. The difference keeps you is locked what in. The theme is. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. They're giving us different sounds, and they're giving us different features. The different. So one thing that I said about the whole theme, uh, artists putting together a theme, when you have a production, DJ like a DJ Khaled, or Calvin Harris, or there's tons of them. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys, who, when they when they themselves aren't the artists, you're always going to get a mixture. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a theme, thematic album. So I wouldn't expect that from these type of guys. They're trying to put together 14 singles that they want to have on the radio for the next seven years. Um, there's tons of, I mean, somebody like a Dead Mouse or a Tiesto, like all these DJs. Are they in the these- same vein? Because I, I kind of, I thought Gorilla, because more than, I guess, I, for, of the other DJs you named, you hear no, them more vocally. Like as far as on their own tracks, them singing, them rap, like rapping. You don't them think doing... the Gorillas fits in their vein? Is what you're asking? No, I'm not saying that. I'm asking you if you think they do because I'm not saying I don't. I'm just, just I don't me. really know of of another DJ artist that puts themselves in the track. Well, maybe Fatboy Slim does it quite quite a bit, but if you want to count Kanye, I mean, I, I don't. Kanye's the bridge, man. To answer your question, I would say no. For the most part, DJs aren't on the album. Mm. They just create the album, but. If you want, if you want that extra money, you can count yourself as an artist. Why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like Calvin Harris gets attributed for every track he does. He he got a track out with uh. But Grills is also a band, correct? They are. Also they're, yeah, they're, they're, there's more than one. It's not like, you know. They but their music transcends any one genre. They're like rap. It's like hip hop, rock. Yeah. Techno. No, I, they I, I, no. I, 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 it, they're kind of like Twenty One Pilots in the way that they've kind of like mm, like blended it to so there's like there's no carved out a niche for themselves, yeah. and they kind of get like depending on how the award series like season goes, they'll get thrown into whatever genre they need. We need Gorillas to win an album of the year <laughs> or like dope. something because they deserve it. But we don't really know like if there's not anything great in rock, we'll throw them in rock. If there's nothing great in <laughs> alternative, we'll throw them in alternative. So I'm gonna turn this down a little bit. We can give a full review as we still listen, but I want to kind of get into some to some hip hop news, um, cover some things that we need to. I mean, shit. For one, let's start off with the album review we had last week. Uh, Logic's Everybody debuted at number one. Number Thoughts. one. Thoughts. Number one. I'm. I. I said this when we were discussing it beforehand. When you told me the news, it makes me so happy because, like, kind of like proud of him mm-hmm. in a way because I feel like this is such a thing that he was... I don't know. I don't want to say he was nervous about it, even though he talks about anxiety and the anxiety of talking about race on the album. I think it was something that meant a lot to to an artist, and I feel like Logic tries to be as transparent as any artist can be. be. And to know that it's it's being successful and it is people are appreciating it, and I think people are actually choosing to like listen and try to understand it, it's cool, man. Because I, if people would have just bashed it, and people have, people mm-hmm. have had negative opinions about it. But if that was done as a whole, I would feel like it was a disservice to the amount of effort. thought, effort, yeah. amount of effort, man. And and I'll tell you this: I think in some ways, like he is almost too passive because I feel like Kanye deserved to get bars and deserved not to get the. Hey, I'm not trying to offend you. I I think. For the way Kanye, but I think the he didn't have to apologize to him because I think that Kanye walking with Trump and the stance he made about President Bush and the and the willingness to do that, I Mm -hmm. think that there are certain people that since we don't understand and since he's not willing to explain and since all we have is photos, yeah, 
there are a lot of people that could say, man, the money got to your head. Mm-hmm. Because when George Bush was in presidency, you were, you know, you were just kind of reaching the the first peak of your career. Yeah. You felt like, I can say this, but now that you're starting your own clothing line, you're doing this, and you, you kind of got more skin in the game, you don't want to do that. I don't know. It kind of worried me a little bit. And well, I felt like he didn't have to hold back. Uh, not to get off of logic, but I'll, I'll, let's explore this tangent a little bit. Uh, well, first let me say, this song is very good realistic, too. This track here is, uh, I wish I knew the title. I should be a better producer. It's called Andromeda, featuring Drum. What? Uh, featuring Dram? Yeah. Is it Dram or Dram? I don't know. When the looks to Happiest person in hip hop, by the way. Have you ever watched? Is the he more happy than than, uh, than Lil Boat than Lil Yachty? Yes, really, way happier, Lil. If you listen to an interview with Dram, <laughs> he is so damn happy. Like he is so like he's one of those people that I think gets it and gets that. I tell people this every day. Yeah. If if you lost your job tomorrow and you got by paycheck to paycheck, if you take a step back. You are still richer than 99% of the rest of the world. Yeah. And I feel like he's one of those people that gets, like, the outrageous luckiness that he has at being successful in whatever dream that he is living. And there's just like, man, I'm making money. Like, who cares? I'm doing what I like to do. And I, I like that. But That's super cool. I, I don't know a lot about this guy other than what few songs I've heard, like the Cha-Cha, um, Broccoli. He, his, his name, Drum, stands for, it's an acronym, Does Realize Music is what it stands for. Which isn't super intricate or anything, but I think that's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. If I don't know how I didn't notice it was an acronym because it's spelled D dot R dot A dot M yeah. dot. Um, but yeah, this kid, it, he's having fun. He's he's killing it. He's in that class. So last week, me and Steve in the, in part two of our uh, split show last week talked a little bit about the young kids, the young boys that's doing it. The, a lot of the kids we just named, which Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Yachty, Drum. Triple uh, uh, XXX Tatsion or however. Is Dram considered a, a younger artist? Because he he had a like a number one hit like ten years ago, didn't well, he? Well, he is our age, but I th- I feel like his music fits more in that younger vein of music. He he's born in eighty eight. Okay, I just so happen to be looking at his Wikipedia. I don't think I'm this prepared. Uh, <laughs> the kid was born in Germany and is from West Virginia, but or from Hampton, Virginia. He, yeah, I would put him in the younger vein of music. He he, he seems to be a little bit more. Or less focus on the, the music in its lyrical format because he wasn't in that 90s space. Mm-hmm. But I think he does also, being a little bit older, has the ability to do so. Broccoli went five times platinum. platinum. Jeez. Like the album? The single. The single? Yeah. I, I don't know what his album's called. I don't know if he dropped one. But um, in other news, he's actually on tour with Kendrick this, this, uh, this year. Which is coming to Tampa? And he Kendrick just added a bunch of dates, so y'all go check it out at wherever Kendrick put his news at. Um, but he added Tampa to the list, and we're all excited about it. Tickets going to sell this Saturday, and we'll be in Emily Arena on our DNA shit. I got, I got, I got. But that's just me. Your daddy uh, probably snitched. 
<laughs> Probably no loyalty. You got royalty inside your DNA. Um, how do we even get on Jarm? I don't even know. Go on Jarm because you said that you were talking oh, about newer artists. He, no, no, he was on that song. Yes. With uh, but you said you guys were talking about newer artists. Oh yeah, we were talking about the newer artists and the, and the younger kids and how they doing it these days. You say you don't like Uzi Vert, but I like him. It's not that I don't like Uzi Vert. I think that yeah, Uzi Vert. To somebody I actually, I compared don't him like. to what Little Wayne is nah. after. 2014. I don't like Lil Wayne after 2014, but I like Uzi Vert a lot. Okay. That's so give me... And right. I'm not saying that you're so wrong. I'm not saying you, that you're wrong. What I'm were you and Steve that. talking about as far as a new artist and why was that? Well, it almost turned into somewhat of a debate, but we both agreed that we like what the young kids is doing. They, they, they're not necessarily super lyrical. We're not going to get Jay-Z's out of this group. We're not going to get any Drake's or any Kendrick's, but they're having fun and they're, they're making music that you can have fun with. When Broccoli come on in that club, you don't be rocking out? Oh no, I love broccoli. Yeah, I, I, me too. And Uzi Vert got that. Um, no, Exotour Life. Oh, I thought, I thought you were saying he was on uh, broccoli. My bad. No, no, I was just Uzi Vert got a song called Exotour Life that's rocking out. Um, what the Made in Tokyo kid? He's rocking out with a few tracks. I will say There's this: a lot though. of young kids is killing it. I don't think we need to say with a blanket statement that every new artist that's coming out right now is good, though, because there are certain ones. I would agree. There are certain I'm ones that are special. Ones. There are certain ones that are that are spe- there. I think there's still tears. There are certain ones that seem to have more talent. There will always be tears. There's levels to this shit. But, for yeah. Reason. So the guys like, I think Ray, the I think Ray Schmurda, I think is that how you say it? Schmurda. Schmurda. They. I think they have a lot of talent. I think they have talent outside. We've discussed this before, where I compared them to like a millennial version of we will see as they progress, but of Outcast for how they ex- they are expanding in two different directions. Ooh, I don't no, now I'm not comparing them to the greatness oh, of in that, the, in the way that they're but there are two off. different people expanding in two different directions okay. and two different music genres, okay. and somehow still creating really interesting music together. I think I'll that, give you that you start. Talking that's why I com- that's where I'm comparing them. You start stepping cast. on hollow ground. I gotta listen close, yeah, to make sure you don't say no bullshit. No, and so I think I think they're <laughs> I think they're really special. I think that Young Thug is actually pretty interesting. Designer is pretty. Pretty. I'll say this, Young Thug. I will not tell you that is going to be. I won't say he's going to be great. I don't think that he is going to be. I'm not making any grand assertions as to what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is, if you listen to some of his tracks, he is talking about some extremely deep stuff. And I don't know if that's the drugs, or if that's him. <laughs> but I think he's pretty countercultural when he talks about money. He's not talking about money in some of his tracks like most people talk about money. He's talking about. It as if it's something he could throw away because I could die tomorrow. So yeah. what do I care about this keeping or that? It. Yeah, keeping it like it, it. And I think that that's I. I let, let me just say this. I think I agree with Steve a little bit. I think he's extremely original. I think he's very apropos for this generation where you know you're dealing with um, sexual pluralization. You're dealing with the ability for people to be whatever they want to be and that they don't have to fit inside of certain a box. Yeah. A box. Yeah. They don't have to. I, I don't know if that's Steve's stance or not. And if that is his stance, I, I always, no, but he loves, I, he always says he loves a young thug. He, absolutely, he's on the record for being a young thug. Fan. He's, he's a, what do they call him? Barbie's thug. Why my phone not ringing? Oh, here it is. I actually want to get him on the line right now. To let him speak his piece. Oh, he forwarded me. Y'all see how Steve do? Hollywood. I feel like we're in a because the, the song's really melodic right Hollywood. now that's going on. We're in a Drake like interlude to a new album. <laughs> Hollywood asked Steve. He like, told me to call him and then he I feel like me. I feel like Steve's voicemail was about to say, I'm just saying you could do better. 
Let me text him some fucking slander. But no, as far as Young Thug is concerned, I don't want to give him a chance. And I, I, you call it trans, uh, transgender phobic or whatever you may want to call it. But I think it's it's. I don't think it's it, it, natural. I think he's trying to push the envelope on purpose to create a buzz, if you will. When somebody's talking about shooting guns, we don't need any phallic, phallical references. I don't want to shoot a dick. I want to shoot a gun. A gun is good enough as is. Guns already have that phallical crossover and the power trip that it gives you when you bang it off. But I don't need you to directly say that we shooting these dicks. That's not my style. That's not how I want to live. And I don't want to talk about that. And I don't want my son talking about it. My son happens to not like Thug. He likes Uzi Vert. He loves J. Cole. And I'm happy about that. Yeah. But that has nothing to do about any indictment on any one thing. But my son is 12 and he lives in that space. So Were there any young artists that you said you didn't like? That I didn't like? No, that y'all said y'all didn't like on that. Uh, well, no, because everybody we named was in that top tier of, of artists that are doing it. Okay. I don't particularly like Yachty, but Yachty I can respect to fucking death. He's a dope feature. He has a, a unique sound to himself. And he getting this sponsorship money. He got a Target sponsorship and Sprite. a Sprite one. Yeah. I, he's an entertaining kid, and I like him for that. Mm-hmm. I, he doesn't have to be my musician. I have musicians. Well, I, I've been pretty open about the the younger rappers that I appreciate right now, which is Joey Badass, huge. Yeah. His American Badass well, we album. Him as a younger guy. He's young. I think he's only like twenty four. He, uh, he sounded like a nineties rapper. Yeah, but he's twenty four. He's younger than J Cole is. But these guys we're talking about are like nineteen. Uh, what's his name? Hold on. What's the kid's name? Designer. Designer's like 19, 20 maybe. Yeah, designer sounds like he's LeBron James when he was 19. Sounds like he's 45. Actually, you don't really know how old designer is because you can't understand what he says. <laughs> if, if the cookie monster dies. <laughs> you know? Designer got a job for yeah. life. Shouts to the young boys, man. I I, I, I appreciate myself for putting me on uh, XO Tour Life, and I jam out to it all the time. I can't wait Joey to Badass is 22. But we don't have to count him in the young boys just because of his age, because he his style is nineties. J. New Cole's thirty two. But listen to what I'm saying. Joey's badass's style is nineties New York. Hmm. Even at twenty two, he can still emulate the But he is still a young young guy. but he's been doing music since he was sixteen, so we think of him as an so older I think, I think in definition. So somebody was saying and I think uh it was either Cedar God or Joe Button was saying that whatever these young kids are doing, we don't, we shouldn't call it hip hop. We should call it something else. It should be a subgenre of whatever this is. And if we're gonna call it the young boy genre, we know what we're talking about. We're talking about lacking in bars, lacking in any kind of thought process or conceptual uh, givings. Do it's you think they lack in bars? Yeah. Oh, like it, I'm not saying I'm not arguing with you. I would say as a whole, they probably do. As but I, I think I think they have the ability to. I don't think they're focusing on it. That that's my point. Oh, well, you're right. Lacking is a is a is a accusatory word. Mm-hmm. I think they're all. And I listen, man. You can roast me for this all day, but to me, they're uh, most of the young people that are out here are children of Kanye, and they're oh, yeah. a children. They're children of a blended genre. And when mm. Kanye, after college dropout, because college dropout was unique into what co- what Kanye has done post college dropout, uh-huh. and he has started to try to blend music genres from from disco to R and B to techno 
to rock. Like he has blended genres to try to create his own. And I think these are the children of Kanye. And this is a blended genre that I wouldn't disagree with saying it's a subgenre off of hip hop. And guess what? A lot of people complain right now that Kanye is not giving bars. So maybe that mm. has to do with that genre where it's not focusing on the bars, but the creative creativity of the music. And that's fair. And they can have that. And I'm saying I'm not even gonna say they like I'm trying to alienate them because I don't want to come off Joe Buttonish. But you're less than. <laughs> but I mean I'm from the era of hip hop where hip hop was was what it was. You know what I mean? Like did you it, just make a Joe Button reference. I did make a Joe Button reference. I like Joe Button. Speaking of Joe Button, shout out to Steve Cash. What's up, boy? Steve. No, I did. I did fortune. Oh, when I called, it said you have been forwarded. Everybody heard it. You'll hear it when they air the episode. But you want you uh, is this live right now? Yeah, you live on the air, man. We we talking uh we talk about the young boys in music and we came across young thugs, so I figured this would be a good time for you to chime in. Yeah, I wanna be known, though, but I ain't gonna keep it hundred. Like y'all call me naked, I'm fresh out the shower. That's how I know I am for you. I'm still butt I'm butt ass naked. So, it's a good time. It's a good time. I'm butt naked. Let's talk about thugs. What's up? <laughs> Let's go. Your hair ain't even dry yet. Wait, Let's wait, go. Wait. I don't wanna talk about young thug with you while you naked. Uh, that's not something I wanna do. Actually that's more appropriate. That's appropriate for young thug. Huh? I think it's the perfect time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> James said the same thing. I don't know if you can hear him, but <laughs> fuck out of here, man. Put some clothes on. Put some socks on. <laughs> no. This is the only way I'm talking about stuff. Man. Shot the shower. So, 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 listen. Go ahead. Well, essentially, we were just talking about the young kids and what they offer the game. Um, what would you describe Young Thug as in terms of being an artist and what he has to offer? I would, I think he brings um he brings a different he just he's just a different guy. I think he brings um what's the word I'm looking for? Um like um Originality. Like when you No, no, the word I'm looking for is like um you just like he, he's himself. Like he's him. Like yeah. he's he's able to just do him and not care about anyone's opinion. Like he he's who he is and he's ready to take any ridicule that comes with it. Matter of fact, I even blame young Doug in a good way for even um Lil Uzi wearing that dress in a purse the other day. Oh man, the internet was killing Uzi. Did you see that on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Oh man, they, they was snapping on fam. Um, I did, but look, I, I tell you what, if it wasn't for Thugger, that that outfit never would have been birthed. And Uzi did it. I believe, I believe Thugger opened that open that lane. Not saying it's a good lane; it's cool to run with. I don't. I wouldn't be dressed that oh. way. I wouldn't want my. Oh, so you you're not ironing dress your dress. your skirt right now? Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't wear on my son. And no one dressing that way. But at the end of the day, it's his individuality. <laughs> like if that's what you want to do, that don't make it. I mean, hell, there's some questionable pictures of pop floating around the internet. No one said nothing about that. Mm. Hey, Steve. So what I what I said about Young Thug because I kind of went off your because I know you support you support Young Thug. You like his you like his music. You like his originality. And I've too said he was original. My statement was I think he's the one of the perfect music artists for this generation. And in this generation, we're dealing with a lot of people like. Uh, you know, uh, gender, uh, transgenders we're talking about, uh, where sexuality has become more pluralistic and more open. There's no bound boundaries. So you have people dressing like Willow Smith and where there's not really like a set standard. No, not Willow Smith. She's, she dresses both male and female. So does Jaden. They're both do. So we're dealing in a pluralistic society where they feel like there are no barriers. They don't want to be set in a box. And I feel like young thugs, the perfect artist for that kind of generation of, of thinking. I think so too. I could could agree to that. I could agree with that. I think um, he definitely, 
think he might have damn near burst it, man. I mean, but oh, we can't. Well, no, wait, wait, one second. We can't act like other rappers wasn't dressing weird. First off, like we got Andre Three Stacks, and I'm sure he's at least one of y'all favorite, one of y'all favorite rappers, at least top five. Yeah. If we broke broke it down, that'd be me. Three Stacks is dressing crazy. Matter of fact, CeeLo, CeeLo, he was he actually was in a wedding dress. Didn't even marry himself. He was like in a full-blown yeah, white yeah. wedding dress. He, like, so. he dressed, dressed like a gold statue for the last <laughs> award show he went Mother to. He showed up as an Oscar. <laughs> so Thunder just catches it today. He just catches it, he catches it most recent, but he's not the first and it won't be the last to do something wild like this or dress the way he dresses, man. So people slack Thugger and give him hell for that, but people let Andre Three Stacks rock. They let um, Stilo rock. But they, I, they, the let thing, pop, they, they let pop rock. The so thing, I don't know the, why Thugger came. Well, Pac pop, pop and his little fruity front tie uh, bandana, and I know black black America going to kill me for that one, can get the fuck out of here. I would never do that, but that's just me. Um, Andre was weird with his dress, but it was never gender weird. It was... The nigga dressed like what what, uh, what Benjamin Bentley would look like in the fucking 20s. And it no, was just some... Just that, he, he even wore some very fluffy... I think it was pink. It was like pink fluffy jumpsuit, dog. He He was wearing like yeah, a Muslim. He was wearing a, like a Muslim garb. No, not the nothing, not the quad What's the thing that the um, Irish use? Oh, oh, the um, Kanye kilt. had one on. Um, a kilt. It's a kilt. kilt. It's a kilt, not a quilt. Yeah, kilt. Yeah, yeah. I meant kilt. I meant kilt. Yeah, kilt. yeah like even no, that. Lupe never had a kilt on. Lupe never had a kill on uh, these lies. Don't try to spare propaganda to me. I appreciate it. No, I'll be wrong about Definitely Cuddy did, Kanye did, like, come on, like, it's not saying it makes Kanye had a leather one on. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying Thug is not the only one that dressed this way. At the end of the day, he still makes hot music, you still dance to it, you still dab to it, you still do all your drugs to it. And so, that's all that matters in today's hip hop. Let me ask you this, and I'm going to let you get out of here and put on some socks or something. Uh, <laughs> but, so... This is Thugger, and this is what he's doing in 2017. I think he's been rocking since about 2015. Um, and, and the whole dresses and shooting off dicks and and wearing higher styles like your auntie would wear to to uh, to the to the barbecue. Back in the day, we used to rock baggy clothes because our favorite artists did it. We used to rock fitted caps, New York fitted caps, even though we're not from New York. Shout out to Craig, just walked in the building. Um, Scaring the hell out of me. <laughs> um... But I'm asking you this for a reason. Do you think that you would have subscribed to this level of nonsensory in the way that we subscribe to what what all the Greeks would doing you be in a skirt instead of Tim's if it would happen in '95? Probably not, because as kids we pretty much were just influenced by what we think. But I mean, a dress, no, I'm saying a dress, if he if he was popping during that era, do you think you would have subscribed to that that type of nonsense? I mean, I can't absolutely say I wouldn't because let's be honest here. My, my clothes are preferred to be a little bit more fitted. I mean, that, that, that says more towards my physique and how I like to wear my clothes. But my clothes, they, they might not be like, they're not women type, but my shit ain't that loose neither. Okay. I, I'm right there with you, Steve. I'm right there with you. Shit. Hold on. Not, like, we're not all there. No, Mike, you're not there. Hold on. My physique, Mike, Mike, because of your physique, you're not phys- there. My physique may not be there, but I still wear fitted clothes. I'm still an adult. <laughs> 
commentary uh, appreciate you checking in bro wish you could have been here i hope you feel better thank you man i appreciate it i'm gonna go streaking y'all be safe oh man you be safe and that's probably how you got sick the first time <laughs> <laughs> all right bro we're gonna right, yeah so that was steve cash checking in he sounded very healthy uh, but let's take a quick look rather healthy <laughs> we're not gonna get into that but let's take a quick little break real quick. This is the Poor Podcast, and we will be back. Live review. Welcome back to the Pour Up Podcast. We had to pour up a little bit. Uh, we back. Mm-hmm. We back, and we back. Um, oh, let me throw this music back on. Let's finish up this here live review of the Gorillas Humans album. We're not going to do a full review because if anyone already owns the album, you also realize that it is over 20 tracks. So we're going to do quite a bit of the album. So we're going to do around 10, and then we're going to do a full, full review next week. Hopefully Steve Cash is better by then since he's got his I'm Tired of Phobia. <laughs> hey, man, don't answer the phone naked no more. Poor up rules. I mean, to be honest, we'd never know that you did. He volunteered that information. <laughs> the other day, man, I answered the phone and I was definitely in the in the bathroom, You're not with you, but my the guy the guy my boy Kev did not know that I was talking to him. And then because of the beauty of the iPhone, you're able to mute it now, and nothing ever has to happen. You never have to let people know. Y'all just got mute. No, no. Before <laughs> the smartphone was invented, like when you had like the cord phone. Get out of here. Get out of here. You spe- you specify- People are falling off the Android back <laughs> bandwagon. No. By the explosion. Even, even with by the, the explosion. Even with the explosion, sir, with the explosive nature of our phones, how hot they are off the presses, these shits are still selling. They're never not gonna sell. Woo, this game seven's about to get started. If you guys don't know, by the time this episode releases on Wednesday, this will already be happening, but we're about to watch the Celtics game right now. Mike, who you got? Washington DC. No way. No the way. No way they win in Boston. They're having a green out, which is I will kind of sounds like a venereal disease. I will never choose Boston for nothing, never ever. Fuck Boston a million times. Except for the fact that Mike looks like Big Baby Davis with Except a beard. For that. Shouts to Big Baby. He's a Boston alum. I don't know where he at nowadays. Hold on. Is this a is this a track we've already listened to? No, it doesn't. Oh, this is another Okay, this this sounds like Jadena. Uh It's not. But it sounds like that style. Oh, it might, it might be. Oh, no, he no, he rocking too. I like this. What is this? Oh, this is a random track. This is Saturn Bars. We did already hear this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Spotify, for skipping back. We're not even. We were well past this. This album has twenty six songs, so we're not going to be able to review the whole thing today. It would take us two hours of show. To I do. will say though, after the the listen that we've had and the listen we had before we started this, I highly recommend it. My, I'm gonna be honest. This is probably gonna be a buy for me because this sounds like let's let's uh, smoke a J and walk around and I space w- out. Listen to this album. Due to the fact that I pay for Spotify, I haven't purchased a lot of albums in the recent. But 
this is on my playlist to be played often. This has a good sound I can mix with any scenario. And I will tell the the listening audience, the only reason I buy albums is because I fly a lot. And yeah. I tell you, there is nothing worse than when Apple. you fly over the Atlantic and there is no Wi-Fi and you are stuck with whatever is on your phone. And right now, it is one thing. It is Batman vs. Superman, <laughs> terrible. And whatever music I have on my phone. So <laughs> I have to have bought albums or I will lose my mind. Well, the other plan. reason is because you have Apple and because of their proprietary software, you can't purchase things outside of the scape. You have to get it from Apple Music. In order I can to get it. Spotify. You can download yeah. Spotify. No, that's not what I was saying. I was saying you. So like I could buy an album, put it on my PC, and then upload it to my phone. Oh, okay. I don't have to buy it like through Apple Music. Yeah, so you can steal from people. It ain't stealing. I bought it. You didn't buy it. You rented it. No, I, no. I'm saying I could buy an album, put it on my media player. And oh, you okay? You phone. can buy it through Spotify for like nine ninety nine or whatever. No, 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 no. You're misunderstanding it. Nothing to do with Spotify. I could literally go to Best Buy, purchase an album. No, but I can I can buy an album on oh, Apple I, Music. Yeah, and and download it on my phone. But it's the same to, price. You have to buy it through Apple Music. Is what it's I'm the saying. Same price. But What's the, the difference? The process. You're buying it from Best Buy. The process is different. Like Kendrick said, the white man's winning no matter what you do. <laughs> no, no. What I was getting into was uh, on Spotify, you can download albums. And they get paid for their stream, so it's not stealing. Fuck them. Hey, pick a better career. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You could download the album to listen offline is what mm. I'm saying. So okay. it's pretty much the same thing. I pay my eight ninety nine. I pay my dues. And that's what it is. So earlier you brought up Batman vs. Superman. I don't really want to get into that movie but let's get into the movie space real quick before we get out of here. Um, excited. Fuck it. Let's play... Buy or sell? We can do buy or sell, but let's call it I'm excited or fuck it. Okay. <laughs> excited or fuck it. Good to go. So, uh, Lost City of Z, I think we already discussed this. Excited. Excited. Both excited. Yep. Um, 88 on Rotten Tomatoes. Definitely. Getting um, a lot of positivity. Let me get to the movie space. This week, we got King Arthur. King Arthur. I know it's not going to be good. I'm going to let people know. I, I know it's, it's going to be good. I know. I, listen. It's going to be cheesy action film good. It's going to be cheesy action film good. But I tell you what, it I'm excited to see the creativity and what yeah. they do with it. But let us be honest. There were no mastodons in England. No. And there were no mermaids flying out of the water. So, like, <laughs> some, like, like my favorite King Arthur story was the Guy Ritchie version, which is King Arthur where... This uh, is by Guy Ritchie. No. Okay, then. I don't... Hold on one second. I'm gonna look it up while yeah, we're talking about. I'm just the he, one. The one with Kira Knightley. Done both. He could have done both, but this one is by Guy Ritchie, starring uh, Charlie Hunnam. Okay, Charlie Hunnam. Oh, dude, that guy's like quietly releasing a shit ton of movies right now. And for those who don't recall, Guy Hunnam is a guy from Sons of An- Sons of Anarchy. They had the lamest death ever. <laughs> I didn't see the series, so thanks for that. But um, that's not a spoiler because I should have watched it by now. Did you figure it up? Yes. All right. So the director of the one is. Man, I, I claim to be someone who cares about movies, and Antoine Farquhar directed that one, and like who's a very famous director. He directed Training Day, yeah, like the like the Magnificent Seven, Olympus Has Fallen, Shooter. Like he's directed a shit ton of good movies. Shooter was, dope. but he and then the main character author was Clive Owen. Kira Knightley was in it. I remember that one. I do recall that one. Clive so, Owen, right. yeah, Joel yeah. Egerton. There's a lot, of, a lot of great actors in that movie. Anyway, that's my favorite King Arthur story because it was kind of a, a real, like, this is what England looked like. It's dirty. It was it's historical. Nasty. It's, yeah, it's yeah. historical. And being being a history major and a history nerd, well, you're a history major, I'm a history nerd. Uh, that could be another podcast we do. <laughs> history major, history nerd. But um, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy historical accuracy. Um, so I rewatched uh, Prometheus this weekend in anticipation of Alien Covenant dropping. I'm super excited for that. How you feel about it, bro? Alien Covenant, I'm pumped. I don't know if you've watched the prologue yet. There is a pro. There is a prologue online which shows a, a snippet of the beginning of the movie, hmm. and it shows from the end of Prometheus to the beginning of Alien Covenant. Okay, and it is oh, the girl that gets on the ship and what happens there. If there is more of that going into this, I'm extremely excited for Alien Covenant. If it doesn't, I'm not gonna give it a fuck it. But I will tell you <laughs> this. They can, like, Alien is one of those franchises where if they are not careful, they can easily get in the fuck it stage, which is basically where the Fast and Furious franchise is to me. It's in the fuck it stage. It's, uh, eventually HBO will have it, and I will just watch it on HBO Go. I'm not going to go pay money and sit in a seat to, to do it. I am going to go see it in theaters regardless, because I don't care what reviews and critics say, um, and I'll tell you about it after I check it out. I don't think there's anything else that our listeners really care. I mean... Diary of a Wimp, uh, a Wimp Will Rise. It's the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. My son's excited for it. I'm not. But I'll take him to see it. Um, everything, Everything. Mm-hmm. It's a romance. Drum romance. That's not our really genre. Don't really want to get into any movies that we wouldn't care about, and we're not going to drag y'all through them either because we're not your girlfriend. So, there. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's get on out of here, man. Let's. Uh, right now, we are on track... 20, no, we're on track uh, 15, 15, 16, 16, 16. This one's uh, called Sex Murder Party, which is... Yeah, see, we going... Sex Murder. Sex Murder Party. Sex Murder Party. Sex Murder Party. Sex Murder Party. And it kind of sounds like that, like what you would imagine that movie Drive... There's not a lot of dialogue. It's kind well, of a vibe. It's probably a red light it, on right now. What was the movie with Tom Cruise where he wore the mask and he was all fucking? Vanilla Sky? Yeah. No. That was one. I'm thinking about another one. Older movie. I think Vanilla Sky They were having sex parties movie. and it was like. Oh. um, Vanilla Sky was when he scratched his face up. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one I'm talking about, they were having like sex parties and shit. And it might not have been Tom Cruise. Eyes Wide Shut? Eyes Wide Shut. This sounds like some Eyes Wide Shut intro music or some Fifty Shades of Grey bullshit. Yeah. But I say that to say, even though I said bullshit, the song is cool. Yeah. It sounds very... I'm... I'm I'll tell you this, man. I'm Every song of this fun. keeps you going. It yeah. keeps it keeps you moving. I will say this. This is definitely something I would listen to like at work, in the car ride, riding a bike somewhere if I did that. But anyway. This is a lot different of a review from what we normally did. One, because we did it live. And two, because it's not a strictly hip-hop album. Yes. This is the first, like, blended genre album we did unless you want to count drake but i I like what we got so far the features are dope i mean the features i can give you a quick recap vince staples de la soul danny brown those are all rap you got your grace jones your pop pop that's the island kid uh peeven everett drums on here anthony hamilton's on here they have a lot of dope features so far the album's been really upbeat and fun it has its slow moments but i'm figuring that's all gonna fit into the soundscape of the total album which will give you the full review next week uh, I like it so far. JM, how you feel? I'm extremely impressed with it. And to be honest with you, man, a lot of times when you listen to albums, and especially albums by DJs, mm-hmm. you got to look at the features and look who they were able to pull onto the album. Yeah, with and their they, dude, they had a lot of dude, If you were able to pull Vince Staples, Anthony Hamilton, 
and De La Soul, you've got some clout and you're actually putting good music together. Definitely. Because those are three people from three different segments oh, yeah. 30, that all 30, have to of, all have to have your respect. Yeah, 30, 40 years of music right there over the yeah. timescape. We're talking De La Soul from the 80s all the way to Vince Staples. Who's yeah. like so this is current. definitely getting a positive. I've had a lot of fun doing this review with you guys. I hope you guys enjoy. Maybe this is something we can do again. We'll. Uh, I like the live review. Y'all yeah. tell us what y'all think we'll, about. We'll do it with Steve next time. And uh, get his like live roasting of whatever thing <laughs> me and my yeah, care he's about. He's always a contrarian. Um, remember, I need two mentions, and you get the JM video from me and JM one thousand, and we'll put up the theatrical version of the um, New Orleans Scarefest, <laughs> ha- Hello Scream New Orleans. <laughs> but uh, this is gonna be episode twenty four of Kobe episode. I'm gonna fade away. I'm Mike Lake, and I'm John Michael. Like, listen, follow the vision. We out.